kids? I want you to sing a nonsense song with me about a cat with her fiddle, a cow and the moon, a silly little dog and a plate with the spoon. Ready? A one, two, three, four. Another edition of Sunday Night Kaiser. I am your host, Frederick Kaiser. A little bit annoyed tonight. I misplaced a game and I couldn't find it anywhere. But now, lying down to sit down, I see it right in front of my fucking face right now. Yes. That's how life rolls, doesn't it? Ah. Yes, that's it. Ugh. Which will be in segment two of the show. <laughs> yes. Woo. Anyway, um, what have we got in store for you tonight? We've got um, just your average run-of-the-mill show. We've got a PTV recording, Pussy TV recording segment, which we were meant to get to last week, but unfortunately, what did happen last last week? I had one more segment planned for the show, but it completely, um, mysteriously ended. Well, I'll tell you what, during, um, a segment I was playing the song Land Down Under by Men at Work, and my computer just happened to blue screen of death on me, right while doing the show. Jeez, how original. Something dying during my show. Yes. Ugh. Not to mention it's been Calmageddon for the past two days. Well, actually, for the past, not even 24 hours, I'd say. Started late, af- late yesterday afternoon, where cows just snuck out of the farm from next door and started eating everybody's grass. Those che- And every time, like, the farmer came, they always snuck back in, hoping they, hoping, um, the farmer wouldn't spot the hole. That the cows snuck off. So very cheeky cows. And which you got fixed up this morning actually. My brother actually had to um, shoo some cows off our front lawn. As they were eating all the grass. I wish I had a camera for that. But unfortunately um, my video camera's batteries are dead at the moment. Otherwise I would have filmed and put it on YouTube I guess. Yes. That would have been a sight to see but. Can't happen now. It was actually pretty crazy. There was um. Not only were they in, the, in grass, there was like two cows on top of some dude's car. Yeah. Lucky the cows didn't take a shit on it or anything. You know what they like. Um, it's very um, weird. And saw two little cows playing the next door neighbours. One was in the grass and another one ran up behind and bit on the butt. Yep. That happened too. Um, why do you make me sound professional, dude? Um... Anyway, I've actually got other segments planned which will take up the whole show, other than the PTV recording session. We've also got 
the fine the last chapter in phase three of the Devil May Cry 2 book. Yes. And also I like to point out that next week is the April 1st episode of the show. And I'll be making a post on Facebook. I already have and um I didn't get any responses other than that's a good idea. Yeah, you could have actually um contributed, but um there's like um Next week is the April 1st episode of Sunday Night Kaiser. Of course, it's technically after April Fool's Day, as it's probably more closer to April 2nd. But, um, WrestleMania may be on that day, which is, um, reason why I'm going to be doing a much more lazier show, because I'll be watching WrestleMania that day. But, um, what's happening? Um, I'm going to be playing a music show, just doing a whole old music special. And what does a the music theme going to be? Well, I'm taking requests, but what's the request going to be? Music you want played at your own funeral. Yes, as grim as that sounds, it's a perfect thing for April 1st, wouldn't you say? So if you got request, um, message, PM me on the chat. Or, um, when I do the Facebook post, post it, or for those listeners who are listening in on, um, listening on Skype and not the, um, the, um, chat room, like right now, you can message with me right now, you don't have to do it, you can do it whenever, as long as it's before April 1st, P Flux, as long as it's before then, but uh, just do it as soon as you can, really, um, yeah, it's April 1st, the funeral episode, I'll, and the first song is obviously going to be what I want played at my funeral. Which may or may not surprise you if you know me or not. But yeah. Anyway, um. Ooh. I see I'm starting to get some requests now. I won't spoil them though. Um. Let's go. Um. Let's go do the rock band news segment for this week. Dun 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 dun. Scree scree scree. Dun dun dun. Ba la ba ba ba. Twang. Yes. What's coming out on this this week on Rock Band? Well, we've got a Shine Down track pack, which I'm actually um was complaining about. What was it during the week? Not on the show. I was complaining that we don't have enough Shine Down on Rock Band. Which is, um, good to see that, um, Shinedown is, um, coming, more Shinedown is coming to Rock Band. The songs that are coming out in, this week from them is, um, Second Chance, The Crow and the Butterfly, and Bully. Second Chance has got the pro guitar upgrade, so you can, um, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, play it with a real guitar. Or learn how to play it with a real guitar, at least. And what came out on the Rock Band Network... Part. We got um in the metal section we got all these we got can effects with until I feel nothing one hundred and sixty Microsoft points night rage with insidious actually I'm not going to bother saying the points now we got night rage with insidious really good metal band night rages I recommend you check them out we got stricken with forever and lies two times bass pedal version I think forever and lies the single pedal one came out last week in the pop dance electronic section we've got Charisse featuring Beta Control with Animal Instinct. And Rock, we've got Jonathan Colton featuring John Roderick. 
Roderick with Nemesis from the album Artificial Heart. Um, and the ones that are coming out on PS3 this week is Chaotrope with Dystopia, The Irresponsibles with Break Me, Kill the Alarm with No More Excuses, Teenage Bottle Rocket with Beginning Kiss, and um, Fat, Fat Toe Mink with The Massacre. And um, there's other ones too. We've got Chaotrope with The Cascade Effect, and Free Spirit with Far Away From Heaven, Preacher Man, and of course Magnus Solid Person with um, Base Energy. Which, didn't they, weren't they meant to come out last week, if I recall? But, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's time for me to go set up for the PTV recording segment. So let's hear the song from the Shinedown track pack with, um, The Crow. And The Butterfly. I'm, at least I think I'm Retro Kaiser. Yeah, I should be Retro Kaiser. And you're listening to Sunday Night Kaiser, here on EscapeRadioNetwork.com See you after the break, guys. Do-do-do. I painted you Surprise me Sunday Night Kaiser has returned from the break. So... Get the fuck over! Welcome back to Sunday Night Kaiser. I am Kaiser Sunday, not an ice cream. And it is time for the next installment of the PTV recording session. If you don't know what it is, uh, oh, excuse me, that was rude. We gotta go over the rules as old time for all those new listeners, for all those old listeners. Probably annoyed by this by now, but um, the way it does is like I used, I talk about I usually talk about a video game on my show every time I can because you know this is a video game related show. I was on the station back when it was a video game station, and now it's sort of um an entertainment station in a way. It's you can say this station sort of turned into a no. That's gonna I'm gonna be that's gonna be interpreted the wrong way, but hell, I'm gonna say anyway. This station sort of turned into like G4, where it's barely any video game contents, but minus the shit, really, it's still a lot more quality than um G4 will ever was. <laughs> so if you're listening there, Al, I'm sorry if you took that the wrong way, but um, we're not G4. What the hell was I going on about? Anyway, I I talk about video games anytime it, I can, and in the old episodes when I did that, people could hear the game that I was talking about, but they couldn't see the game that I was talking about, and that's where I came up with the idea of a show called Pussy TV. Nothing sexual with that in any way. We got cat cast and we got pussy TV. Put that together, you get pussy cat, pussy cat. Of course. Um, but I record them so, and I just put the these the rough audio from the live stream over it, so it makes sense. It's, there's no point in me putting um, the um, video up there without um, while recording brand new audio, because um, yeah. I do that, that's what this session has become. And, um, today, we, today, this will be the recording for, um, just released episode 30, not long ago, I think it was, I think I either released 30 or 31, I'm gonna have to quickly check, 
But um, today we'll be taking a look at one of my um, favorite um, Mega Drive slash Genesis games out there. Oh, great. Flip TV has logged me out. Again. 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 But anyway, um... We'll be taking a look at one of my favorite games for the Mega Drive slash Genesis. I can finally reveal what it is now. It was meant to originally be revealed, um... Last week, but, um... Fortunately, the blue screen happened. Yes, the blue screen has happened. Um, I believe this is. Let's see, what was the last last episode? Was indeed episode thirty, and I've recorded two more episodes since then. So, thirty-one was um the um thirty-one was the um eighteen-wheeler demo, and and. 32 was the um, ridiculously long and didn't finish demo of um, Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. So this would be um, the 33rd episode, which is... Um, I still haven't revealed it yet, but drumroll! It's Virtual Racer, folks. Virtual Racer. Why is Virtual Racer one of my favorite games on the Genesis slash Mega Drive? You'll have to find you'll find out soon enough. I'm gonna go and record it. Take the record button now. One last warning for the final viewers. Like when I do this it's like I'm doing a show within the show, so if you hear me say goodbye and good night That's just me closing off that segment, but if you hear that Please don't tune out, because there's still another segment coming up after it. So, I'm going to go walk over to my, um, Sega, my Sega, um, I'll let you know when I've hit the record button. I've hit the record button. Hey, welcome to another edition of Pussy TV. I am your host, Retro Kaiser, and as you can see, I am yet to turn on the console. And what's today's console, folks? The Sega Mega Drive, or the Genesis, depending on where you live. Yes. And what game are we playing? Well, you'll find out in just, um, just a minute. Sorry, folks, I was at the other end of the room. Here we go. Yes. We are taking a look at, um, a 3D racer. Well, my pet... Personally, I think is the best 3D racer on the Mega Drive, and that is Virtua Fighter. Wait, hang on, I got a message on, um, what the? I'm gonna have to, um, I'm gonna have to set my Skype to, um, busy, that way, um, I don't hear Skype noises. I usually have Skype noises turned off, but, yeah, wait, that's really derailed this episode, so let's... Let's, um, get into this game. First I have to wait till this logo comes out again, but anyway. As you can clearly see, this is a, um, a actual 3D racer. And if you're wondering, how the hell can they do something like this on the Mega Drive? Well, from my percep percep 
perspective. The cartridge on this thing is fucking huge. It's like um, twice the size of a regular one. It's very tall. And I don't think something like this was ever done again. Although, uh, I know this was on the 32X system, guys. So, please, don't talk to me about that. So, we've got Virtual Racing, Free Run, Two-Player Versus, Records, and Options. For the purpose of this, we're going to do um, Free Run. No, let's just do Virtual Racing and see how I actually... No, let's go back into Free Run. Let's um, just get to know the controls first before I actually go and attempt a run. Like your average um, Sega free racer, you've got um, the beginner, the medium, and the expert courses. Now, we're going to do... Let's do expert for now. But yeah. This game is personally a good example of those ads Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, I know fans can go, but Star, Star Fox and, um, what was that, um, racing, racing game, um, Stunt Races FX. Those games are, um, I hate to, um, upset you, um, fan, or well, Star Fox is alright, but, um, Stunt Racer FX is a steaming pile of crap. I thought that back then, and I still think that now. And, um, even though Star Fox is okay, um, it doesn't seem to run, run smooth. Well, this game, you can, you can swear it's an early, um, Saturn game, honestly. Because you know how blocky those early Saturn games were. Virtua Fighter, for example. Actually, it's just a... Ugh. Yeah, this is like sort of in the same vein as Virtua um, um, Fighter. Actually, this was actually ported onto um, the um, Sega Saturn by... Um, I want to say it was um, War Warner? Warner Brothers? Because I know... It it was something really bizarre that ported it to that system called Virtua Racer Deluxe, I'd like to say. I've never play played it. I haven't played any Virtua Racer games outside of this one. But I probably would like to in the future. But if they turned out anything like when, um, what was it, Atari ported um, Daytona to the Dreamcast, it's going to sort of um, make me vomit. I'm sure people can say the graphics in this game vomit, but look at this. For a 3D um, racing game, it actually does look pretty good for a 16-bit system. You can clearly... Well, I'm not doing good, but you can actually clearly see what's the road and what's not, even though it's got like that little um, fog in the background that pops up right in your face. It's actually... It could, it could have been a lot worse for what it is, but... It's, um, actually, um, not. The controls are actually really smooth, which is excellent for, um, a racing game. Because when you have a racing game, you have to have smooth controls, because, what was it, I played some racing games, but, um, played some racing games, and Sega is usually the one to make really good controls. Like, actual Sega, not Atari Daytona, or some shit, or those Monaco GP games for the Dreamcast. You gotta have smooth controls, in which... Sega, and are pretty good at. Um, 
the controls are also really basic. You've got um B for accelerate. I think um yep A is to for brakes. And I reckon I think C's change gear, but I I'm I'm a wussy. I play it on um automatic and not manual. And um, if you use the X, Y, and Z buttons, if you happen to use a control that have a Genesis control, Mega Drive control that utilizes it or has that feature, or six button control over three button one, you can change the um the um camera. And if you hit, hit um, I think it was it Y um well Z twice. It reverts it back to the default camera. Let's um, change camera again. It's actually not too bad. Um, let's see if we can... Do we have to finish this? Uh, yeah. I'm guessing we have to finish it. Nope, there's no way out of it. We have to finish this race. Whoa, crap. Oh, this ain't a bad camera angle. You get a good um, view. But, um... Sort of um makes it hard to play. Ooh, what else can we say? Um, I've actually seen it quite commonly in Australia, but only at like those dedicated gaming shops, like Game Traders or whatnot. Other than that, final lap. Yes. Other than that, they um. Yeah, might have to check eBay. But, um... At a, yeah, I'm digging the bottom of the barrel here now. I've gone to that stage already. The box arts, um... Personally, I prefer the, um... The, um... Blue, um... Mega Drive box art. Although, I do actually like the Japanese cartridge. The Japanese cartridge is actually, um... A different colour. It's, it's like, lightish grey. Sort of like, um... Um, it's like um, a Sega Saturn, like a variant of the Sega Saturn console, but um, this one is just a pure black one. Sadly, mine is an ex-rental from like an old, um, I think it was. It's, it doesn't say any Video Easy stickers on it, so it could have been an old fa family video one, or possibly even Blockbuster video. There we go, we've ended the race, but, um, the Genesis version of this, I don't blame you if, um, it turns you off, actually, because the red and that, it's very, um, ugly. Okay, so let me get to do the, um, let's see how well I can do. Whoops. I did something wrong. There we go. I'm actually going to go beginner course. No, I'm going to go medium course. And how do I, um, seven. There. Let's. Let's actually, um, try this game in, um, manual this time. See how well I do at that. Three. Thus, this being, um, the 33rd episode in, oh, how do I change gear?
Oh, oh, that's how you change gear. You have to um hit um you have to hit um up or down up to um shift down and down to shift up, which I, I always thought it was the A button that did that. Oh, we're up to fifth gear. Oh crap! This level's actually pretty nice. Yes. Damn Sega and their racing courses with, um, with the, um, you know, arrows pointing and the dead ends you can just slam right into. Daytona fans will know what I'm on about. Or heck, any Sega racing fan will know what I'm on about. As you can see, um, this game is, plays pretty much like your average, um, Sega racer. What, as in, um, as in, um, you know, you've got a, you've got races, and you've got a time limit. That's how Sega's time, like, Sega's, um, racing thing, racing formula's been for what, like, um, forever? Because I, I played, um, what was it, Night Driver? Like, an old, I think it was late 70s and early 80s, um, Sega game? And the formula on that is like you're driving and you gotta beat the race within the time limit. That's the exact works the exact same way as it does to now. So um, if it's not, it's a really good um. And look, I came 16th. I didn't last very long at all. It's it's like it, Sega with their races go by the formula. If it's not broken, don't fix it. And that time limit thing certainly, um, certainly, um, shows. Let's, um, let's do, um, just easy course this time. But, in automatic this time. Two, one, go! Um, overall, if you're a fan of, um, Sega racing games, I highly recommend you get this one. As, um, uh, a 3D game, of course the graphics won't age well. But for it being a Genesis game, it's actually, um, quite, um, impressive to think that something like this exists on it. I know I was certainly hella surprised when I, um, first, um, saw it. Makes me wonder, do you think they could have ported, um, Virtua, like, Virtua Fighter properly to the Genesis other than, um, the crap Virtua Fighter 2 for the Genesis, or the 32X version, which was really good, but I reckon it, um, judging if they ported the 32X version, like, or just Virtua Fighter, the original, to, um, a cartridge. Um, I reckon it probably could have been, would have been too expensive for this time, like, looking at this monster. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just glad we even got someone like this on the system. It's a hidden gem, that's for sure. And it is one of my favorite race, well, is one of my favorite races on a Sega console. Of course, not my fa favorite, I believe, um... I've talked about this in an old episode that was um 
Mon Monaco GP, which was ported on the PS2, and it was also ported onto the um, Master System. I'm not talking about a... No, wait, no, not the Master System. That's a different version. I'm not talking about Super Monaco GP, which was for the Genesis. I'm just talking about regular Monaco GP, which plays completely different. It sort of plays like, um... Like, um, a top-down racer, like you'd see, but... Personally, I like the original Monaco GP over than the, um... Super ones, because the Super Monaco GPs just feel... Really generic compared to all the other, um, racing games... That are on the, um... Genesis. Just very generic-looking, actually. But this one seems to have a... That one seems to have a quality okay feel. If I haven't done it, I'll probably do it either next, epi next episode, because um, this being the 33rd, there will be two more episodes left of the third season of, oh, bullshit, of um, Pussy TV, in which um, I've got the last episode planned, but I haven't got the next one, so if I haven't done Monaco GP, I'm going to have to do it, or at least some version of Monaco GP. I've got the Masters version, which plays differently. Well, anyway... That's all I have to say about Virtua um, Race Racer, and I sort of um, went on a tangent about um, <laughs> um, Monaco GP there. But anyway, I'm Retro Kaiser. I'll see you on the next, the second last episode of Pussy TV. Sh well, for season three. Schnaa. I said schnaa. Okay, something's gone wrong here. The DVD player is refusing to not re well, refusing to hit stop. There we go. Nope, still on. Yeah, we're gonna go five more minutes while trying to mess with this. Oh, come on! I'm gonna have to go to the um actual other end of the room, aren't I? Anyway, I'm Ro Retro Kaiser. See you next time on Pussy TV. Let's hope this works this time. No! No! Oh, there we go. Great. Um, the video version of this is actually going to include that. No! No! <sighs> Let's just turn off the um, DVD because I can't be bothered um, going into um, another song fearing that the show is going to um, turn into... Um, turn off TV! Turn yeah. Better stay off. Stay off. Well, not forever until I need you next time, but yes. I'm going to. Oh, crap, crap. Falling over, falling over. Help. Armor again. Anyway, um. I'm going to, um, just skip ahead to the, um. Last, um, segment. Uh, which is um the book reading segment please do not sue us so um yeah oh, I thought I had a five dollar note in here for a second but no no five dollar note so here we go phase three chapter four how many phrases phases are in this book actually Ooh. Getting close to the end, guys. 
Um, here we go. It's said that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Beryl reckoned it was also paved with well-maintained asphalt. The journey was much smoother than she had anticipated, both literally and metaphorically. The dead, the deadly swamps and ravenous monsters described by stories were nowhere to be found on the way to the king of the underworld's keep, which was just as well because the rebel forces were in no shape to overcome such obstacles. The battle with the golden-haired warrior women had left four men, four, four men and five dead, or seriously injured. The clash had even claimed one of the five demon generals. Frost lay dead and and the surviving demon lords were so drained of magical energy that they barely clung to life. Nevertheless, Blade and Griffin had agreed to accompany Dante and Beryl to Mundus's kingdom. Eventually, the ragged militia found themselves standing at the gaping Grante, Grante Moor that burrowed deep into the earth all the way to hell itself. I don't think this is a very long chapter now. Yeah, it's not a very long chapter, actually. Um, Dante stepped into the underworld for a second time. The sepulchral kingdom was sub subtly different from the last one he had entered, but Dante was glad to have at least some prior knowledge at his disposal. The uncanny sixth sense that all humans experience in the presence of demons tickled the back of his skull. Dante knew that it would only increase as the party journeyed deeper into the underworld. Most humans felt the sensation as a primal dread that frequently led to insanity. Dante hadn't ex expected too much into an abyss with a demon only at his side. His newfound allies found their magical energies replenish, replenish the nearer they got to the heart of the underworld. The demon realm proved the psychic balm for the soldiers and their spirits rose with each step. Dante hate, hated working in groups, but for once he was glad for the backup. Nevertheless, ready in the fight, the demon kind with Blade and Griffin at his side was unsettling at best. Dante looked over to his human companion, Beryl, struggled to avoid succumbing to, her, to the atmosphere of despair that characterized the underworld. She wasn't the first human to enter the underworld, but part of of him hoped she would be the last. After a while, the monsters attacked. The sorties didn't stop Dante and the other warriors who pressed further into the underworld despite coming under fire from time to time. Each skirmish decreased their numbers but the rebels pushed on nonetheless. The demonic energy was so pervasive now that Griffin and the other unholy aliens easily dealt with their attackers. The energy grew stronger as the party neared Mundus's keep. Eventually it pro proved too overwhelming for the rebel demons. One by one they fell to their knees, rendered immobile by an overlord of mystical undercurrent. Even Blade and Griffin succumbed at last. 
They collapsed just as the remainder of the party entered at the gran granite hole. This place, Griffin muttered through clenched teeth, this place is the king's keep. I understand. Dante placed a hand on Griffin's shoulder. The demon lord's face was creased with pain. Dante knew that they must be near the nexus of of the underworld's mystical energy. He sheathed rebellion and walked toward the door on the far end of the chamber. Wait! Beryl ran after him. You can't just leave me here. Dante didn't acknowledge her. Beryl dashed to his side. Stop joking around. I came this far too, you know. Dante said nothing. I won't get in your way, Beryl implored. I'm not some weak little girl who's going to run away and cry at the first sign of danger. I'm a devil hunter like you. Dante paused mid-step and took, looked Beryl in the eye. Do what you like, he said simply. The two warriors continued the rest of the way across the gargantuan and antechamber. The silence was punctured by the echo of their footsteps and the tense whimpers that came from the demons left behind at the entrance. The door opened on of its own accord as they got closer. The portal revealed an almost palatable darkness. Beryl imagined she could feel hot breath all around her. At least she hoped she imagined it. Dante regarded the void with a cr cynical grin. Last time you came out of a big dog statue, what are you going to throw at me this time? Something rumbled an answer from the darkness. Dante and Beryl stepped inside the void and vanished. Vanished! Shen hadn't, Shen hadn't moved from his perch for nearly an hour. He didn't even appear to breathe. He saw, he saw so still. He was nest, nestled deep in the lush velvet chair, eyes locked on a glass cabinet before him. The box was roughly the size of a man, which was convenient because it current, currently housed one. This particular man was currently made of stone. He rests in a glass box like an exhibition in a museum. The statue's mouth howled in silent anguish and his clothes were ragged and torn. The figure was none other than Dukas the Rat. What do you know, P-Flux? Dukas is still around. <laughs> Three days, Shen squealed to himself. Three days since the black clouds had formed above the yacht and spat out the beast's heads. Three days since the since Dukas had fought Dante and Beryl on, on the cliff. Three days since he had turned to stone and been recovered by Chen's men. Chen had become obsessed with the stone man in that span. The mystical transformation had awakened a part of him long through extinct. Dukas was somehow still alive. Stone, yes but alive all the same. Where the hell did I say alive all the same? Chen's demon contacts had confirmed that Dukas was alive, despite the metamorphosis, while his human scientists swore that the, that the stone was real stone. Okay. Um... How can you be alive, Mr. Dukas? 
Chen playfully waved the hand in front of the statue's terrified eyes. I imagine you would fetch a considerable sum on the open market in your present state, but that would be dull. Chen hauled himself out of the chair and waddled toward a large window. Things from the demon world are certainly marvellous, Mr. Dukas. There are treasures from there worth having, worth using. Chen gazed at the world outside the window, lost in thought after a moment. He threw his shoulders back and laughed violently. It was an absurd, gig absurd giggle, unbecoming of a man of his stature. It was a repulsive mockery of innocence, a twisted quality that would have unwittingly chilled the soul of anyone who heard it. It was no longer the laughter of a human being. Beryl heard it. The laughter echoed through the void, a sound so dark that it couldn't be human. The staccatural rhythm grated on her nerves. Beryl gritted her teeth and fought to keep the despair at bay. Dante had vanished, but the moment they stepped through the portal, at least Beryl assumed he had the blackness was uh, he had the blackness was so thick that it seemed to devour the light. Even Beryl's hand remained impersonal with when held in front of her face. The void left her useless. It was all she could do to keep herself together. Occasionally she would catch an intu intuitive flash. Somehow she knew that Dante was out there in the void fighting the king of the underworld himself in a desperate battle. Waves of power ra radiated from the congratulated darkness. Dante and Mundus clashing for the first time in this world. Beryl was bitterly ashamed of bragging about her abilities. Her Im imprudence had cost Dante an ally hand, opened her up to attack from all sides. It was almost as if the chamber was unwilling to con countenance any trespasser not worthy of the Demon King, and it had found her worth lacking. Beryl gripped her beloved rifle, but she didn't have her s the strength to pull the trigger. She wasn't even sure if it would work in, s in this strange place. Her weapon had seen Beryl through many adventures, but it was no now no more than a dead twig. She felt another into a flash from the unseen battle. Beryl was standing on the sidelines of legend. The battle was reaching its climax. Dante faced the king of the underworld without the slightest hesitation. It sliced out. Lights out, Mungus. Dante winced as the word slipped out. Sometimes it's hard to come up with a pithy one-liner during battle, he reflected. It seemed so easy, easy in the movies. Rebellion roared through the darkness, stabbing at the void. It had taken Dante a moment to realize that the void wasn't empty. The void was the king itself, somehow. He knew how to fight it, slashing at the darkness and instantly avoiding attack. I don't know about you, but this chapter seems to be a bit more, um, less detailing than the rest of them, wouldn't you say? Seems to have got a bit more of that little laziness towards it. I'm guessing it's just sort of like the roads like, uh, when is this thing going to be over? Or something like that. But let's continue on, shall we? That's right. Scream louder. Dante whipped ebony and ivory from their holsters and spat out a fierce torrent. 
the bullet sang through the the air like a tiny silver bells before puncturing through the king. The void convulsed even as Mundius hurled old manner of death at Dante from in innumerable arms formed from darkest swords, arrows, and lightning clattered around the silver-haired warrior. I didn't think it would be this easy. Dan Dante laughed. He nimbly danced around the most lethal attacks and then made another play for the Demon King. Attacking Mundius in his own keep had proven a masterstroke. The creature could scarcely comprehend the assault. His supremacy was supposed to be absolute. The sole ruler of creation for the time's eternity, yet, yet here was an arrogant trespasser, human no less, who had power equal to his own. Always attack when they're sitting on the pot, Dante thought. Mundius raged, coldly lashing out an idiotic response at Dante as Dante rushed in and out to hack and slash his way to victory. The once mighty king of the underworld never understood what was happening to him, not even when Dante growled out his parting words and ended the king's life forever. Goodbye, all the little demons in hell want to play with you. Dante drove home the pen penultimate blow slicing a gash in the, in the void that shone with brilliant light. A moment later, twin bullets shot out ebony and ivory and disappeared into the crack. The void shouted, heaved, and it finally ended. The legendary fight was over. And then a wall of text appeared after the credits saying, You must do this again. Yes, little Ghost and Goblins reference for you. Well, actually, if you think about it, since he defeated the King of the Underworld in the first game, and he's doing it again, it sort of is um, Ghosts and Goblins now, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Dante holstered his pistols as the darkness crumbled into light. He recalled defeating Mundus in his own world. That harrowing experience had given him an advantage here. Last time he had helped, he had gotten strong. He had gotten stronger, or was his destiny to go on alone? Dante. Beryl's voice snapped Dante out of his thoughts. She ran toward him with delight. You were amazing! She gushed. She quickly explained how she had witnessed the battle through in to weirdly flashes and the glow of light at the end. Amazing! We've got to get out of here. We've got to get out of this place. There is the nearest thing we ever do. Dante said sternly, this place is more dangerous than ever with the king dead. Let's get... What? What the? Okay, better continue on. I can hear you guys outside. Yes. With the king and... This place is more dangerous than ever with the king of the underworld dead. Let's get out what we came for and run. Beryl didn't have the will to argue. She only saw Sparta when she looked at Dante. Look, looked at Dante. Something was wrong. Beryl wasn't so much looking at Dante as looking through him. I'm looking through you. Where did you go? Dante, what's happening to you? Dante stared at Beryl with wide eyes. Both warriors were slowly growing transparent. Their clothes... Their weapons, everything that was attached to their bodies, were, was vanishing before their eyes. 
even the senses were affected, the consciousness abhorringly. Dante tried to speak, but he could no longer control his mouth. The sensation was familiar, just like being swallowed by the beast heads. Oblivion consumed them. Consumed them. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the fir chapter 4, and therefore phase 3 of Devil May Cry 2. There won't be another part of it next week, but probably um, the week after, uh, as we do the final phase to the book, phase 4. As we found out that Dukas is still alive, but in stone. And um, Dante is fading away back into what I hope is the human world that he came from. If not, well, that would be a bit of a bother now, wouldn't it? So anyway, um, that is sadly it for the show also. Make sure you tune into the show next week where I do or do the funeral special, but make sure to um, actually um, send your request. I'll be making a Facebook poke. Facebook poke and Facebook post soon after the show like soon after the show but I probably would do like one of those um like every once in a while before the show starts you know for a bit of a reminder but anyway um to close off the show this week there's gonna be no music at all actually so um we're gonna close the show very cold so until next next time the show will be po this show will be posted in about two weeks, along with next week's episode. Actually, I don't think I'll be able to legally post next week's episode, so um, look out for this episode in two weeks. I'm Retro Kaiser. Later, folks.